Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast, where we discover more about the extremely diverse world of entomology with your host, Braden Coy. Hello everyone, it's been a minute. It's been the holidays. I hope you guys all had a great holiday. Um, I was at vacation and then actually about an hour before I started recording this, our power finally came back on after being out for almost three days. So it's been quite the time between the last episode and this episode, but I hope you guys had a great holiday season, great Christmas, great New Year's, great holidays, uh, really whatever. Um, but yeah, I had great, great vacation. I'm super happy to have been able to do that. Um, and I'm glad that our power's back so I can make this episode for you guys. I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to post an episode this Sunday because we didn't know if the power was going to be back on. And this was by far the longest we've ever had our power out at our house. And as you guys, some of you may know, I record these episodes at my house in my room. So it's not really possible to do that without power. So um, I'm super happy that our power's back and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I recorded this interview uh, a while ago, a few weeks ago, before the holidays. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy it, even though it was recorded quite a while ago and I've been sitting on it for a little bit. Regardless, I'm sure you guys will be excited to hear it and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, guys, so I'm here with Derek Hennon, and he has not been on the show before, but I'm super excited for our talk regardless today. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about all the exciting things that he's he's working on, and I'm really excited to get to know him. So welcome to the show, Derek. Well, thanks for having me, Brayden. Um, yeah, so my name is Derek Hennon. I recently graduated with my PhD from Virginia Tech. Uh, and while at Virginia Tech, I worked on uh, millipede taxonomy. And so... Uh, my main research was, involved a lot of field work, and I traveled throughout um, Appalachia and some other states in the eastern U.S. Um, collecting a couple of genera of millipedes. And so um, I think the, some of the best field work that I did was looking for a group in the, that are called the genus Ninaria, and we refer to those as the twisted claw millipedes because they're, the males have these twisted claws that the females don't have. And so... This is a really cool group. Um, it's been known for a couple of decades at this point that there's a bunch of undescribed species uh, in that group. And so I was trying to get a bunch of those and I'm currently in the process of describing them. And so uh, that's kind of my main deal right now is just working on getting these papers from my dissertation uh, published and out there. And that's going to involve um, a good amount of species description and really just uh, helping people to identify these things that have been around under our uh, feet, but just kind of unknown. So uh, that's been really exciting for me. Yeah. So is that kind of, is describing new things kind of what you've always wanted to do? Or was that sort of a, oh, well, this is the next thing? Yeah, uh, it's kind of been what I've always wanted to do. Um, I remember growing up and watching that Discovery Channel or these mm-hmm. other like nature program type of things and thinking, oh man, all these cool new undiscovered species are like out in the tropics or whatever. But um, it wasn't really until college that uh, as I was pursuing my biology degree that I really learned, oh wait, there's like new species and cool stuff all around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's when it really kind of got me and I was like, oh man, I want to I wanna be out there and describing some of these things. And that eventually led me to bugs and then uh, eventually to millipedes. And that's kind of where I landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the term taxonomy. And for the people at home that might not know what that is, would you explain what that is? Yeah. So taxonomy is really the discovery and description of new species. Mm-hmm. And so for millipedes, um, here in the eastern U.S., there have been 
some scientists working on them for the past few decades and uh, really just clarifying what we know. So it's essentially just how we go from um, someone finding a bug in their backyard or in the woods or something and asking the question, what is this thing? Uh, and answering that question. You know, mm -hmm. typically um, it will be a species that has been described and that we know, but uh, also not, not uncommonly, it's something entirely new and that needs a name. So it's the formal description of these species and setting them apart from these other species that we do already know. Mm, I see. Okay, so so that's sort of a little definition for you guys at home. Um, and so the next thing I wanted to move on to was sort of your schooling. So I'm talking about um, elementary, high school, and then college also. And was any was your uh, younger schooling life entomology centered in any way? Um, I'd say my younger schooling life, not really. I mean, I always kind of enjoyed biology, not so much mm -hmm. the cellular biology stuff, but when we were learning about like animals and things like that, I was yeah. pretty into it. I remember in second grade, uh, really enjoying the unit that my teacher did on uh, fungi and just got mm -hmm. really into that. Um, and then, you know, I kind of carried that um, in the later half of my high school career. You know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was interested in like history or Spanish or biology or chemistry. I was just kind of wide open then. Um, mm. But by the time I got to college, I kind of narrowed it down to biology. And I went to a small liberal arts school called Marietta College in Southeast Ohio. Okay. And two of my professors there were entomologists. So in a lot of their classes, they involved like entomology using like bugs as a study system or, um, you know, uh, something that we could get involved in, like for some lab periods, I remember we'd go out and collect bugs and make a small collection. And so that's what really got me into it. And I distinctly remember sitting in, I think it was my ecology class and mm. my professor was mentioning insects or something and how we we're going to, you know, look at those a lot during the course. And I just kind of said to myself, Psh, what bugs are interesting? Why would I ever like those? <laughs> and then within like a year, I was just all about bugs. Yeah. So, Famous, famous there, last words, right? Yeah, precisely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, while while you were in college, I, I want to talk a little bit more about um, like the projects that you've worked on. And you mentioned, uh, you know, collecting millipedes and stuff like that. Um, so let's, I, I want you to talk a little bit more about the projects that you have worked on and what you're currently working on a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. So um, when I was first getting into um bugs and just insects in general. Um, mm -hmm. I got really interested in uh, assassin bugs. I just thought they were mm -hmm. really cool. And we had some big ones in Southeast Ohio. So I kind of, you know, latched on to those. So I did a small little project my senior year about the wheel bug, which is this yeah. large gray bug that gets to be a little over an inch and a half long, maybe, mm -hmm. especially the females, they're really big. So I wanted to like, you know, find a bunch of them and kind of try to figure out their behavior. And if they were like, attracted to anything the woods or if you could like find them in a certain spot yeah and the year I was actually doing this project like they were nowhere to be found I think I found like maybe two or three I was still able to do stuff with that but you know the year before and the year after they were just everywhere mm -hmm. um but I got interested in those and then um I went to this little workshop at a nature preserve run by the Cincinnati Museum Center mm -hmm. in southwest Ohio and it was just a weekend learning about millipedes and centipedes, and I really got into those at that mm. point. And so um, after that, uh, when I was looking to get a master's degree, um, I went to the University of Arkansas, and I was able to do a project looking at 
uh, endemic arthropods of Arkansas, particularly in what are known as the interior highlands. And so these are kind of these low mountain ranges in uh, uh, Missouri and Arkansas and Oklahoma. Um, you got the Ozarks and also the Washita's. And so there's yeah. some interesting diversity out there. And mm -hmm. so I spent some time learning about those um, and incorporating millipedes into that as much as I could. And then I got into, uh, really got into millipedes during my PhD, and that was the main focus of it. And so I worked on um, a couple groups that are kind of spread throughout the Eastern US, um, that genus I mentioned earlier, the twisted quad millipedes in an area, and also the genus Pseudopolydesmus, which is this uh, flat-backed pink millipede that you can find from Texas north to Canada and east to the uh, Atlantic seaboard. And so I was looking at mainly taxonomy of those things and mm -hmm. also trying to um, work with their genetics and build these phylogenetic trees. And so that went into both taxonomy, which was, you know, description of species that we talked about earlier, but also yeah. systematics, which is the evolutionary relationships of these groups. So seeing which species are um, more closely related to one another, as well as, you know, what other genera and families are related to. And okay. so it was a lot of um, these phylogenetic projects that involved a lot of collecting out in forests and, uh, you know, both private nature preserves and uh, national parks, state parks, places like that. Yeah. And I also had a smaller project looking at um, the evolution of toxicity of some of these millipedes. Mm. And so particularly in the Eastern US, we have this family of millipedes that are known as cherry millipedes. And so they're called that because they have these really potent chemical defenses that combine mm. um, hydrogen cyanide and that's the poison. So that keeps wow. things from, from eating them and it does it pretty darn well. Wow. Um, and they also combine that with another chemical called benzaldehyde. And this smells kind of like uh, cherries or almonds. So if you were to run across one of these millipedes, um, they're pretty easy to recognize because they can be pretty bright. They have like black with yellow spots or something. So okay. you, you kind of uncover one from uh, under leaves or like a rock or something. You're like, oh, wow, look at that thing. Mm -hmm. And it really catches your eye. And so it, that's actually warning coloration to tell predators, hey, I want you to see me, so stay oh, yeah. away from me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah so, so, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it, if you pick one of these things up and kind of like shake them around a little and smell it, it smells mm. like cherries. And really? so that's where they get their name. And so you can actually dissect the millipede to find their poison gland. And the size mm. of that gland will vary um, depending on the species of millipede. So I was um, dissecting out a lot of those glands and measuring them to see, you know, if there were differences between these uh, larger groups and tribes within the family. And so that kind of covered my dissertation research. Um, mm. And, you know, along with whenever we'd be out collecting, we'd grab whatever other millipedes we could find and, um, you know, just try to um, get a good idea of what millipedes are out there. Because uh, if you or anyone else have ever looked for a good um, field guide or anything to millipedes, mm -hmm. there's just not one out there yet. Yeah, and so, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, and, you know, at, at this point, if uh, someone I know um, if they come across a millipede or some bug or something, they'll like send it to me and be like, oh, hey, what's this? And, you know, with these millipedes, there's just not an easy way to get to that information. So that's something yeah. that we kind of want to fix. Yeah, and then also a lot of the time with other other species of um, insects in general, um, you know, there's you know, maybe longer hind limbs or, you know, they have legs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and millipedes, oh, yeah. millipedes do have legs, but they're kind of all very similar. So, I mean, that does make it a lot harder. So really what you have to do is um, you have to judge based on basically color and shape. 
really. Oh, and location, obviously. Um, yeah, location's a big part. And with millipedes, even, a lot of them, um, particularly these cherry millipedes, they have these mimicking color patterns. And so they, mm. they have these mimicry rings where they'll look like each other. So those are hard to tell apart from color. So the thing that we use for millipedes is actually the males have a certain pair or pairs of legs that are modified um, for use during mating. And so that's how we identify a lot of millipedes. And with many of them, that's the only way to identify them at all. And so color, color can kind of get you to the area of what species it is, but it's these modified legs and they're called gonopods. And that's kind of what a lot of it is based on. Mm. And just to clarify too, for people that don't know what a millipede is or how it's yeah. related to like insects. So you've got insects and then you've also got crustaceans like crabs or isopods, things yeah. like that. And insects and crustaceans, uh, those are most closely related. But the most closely related group to those are the are the myriapods, which includes millipedes and centipedes, and then these other things called some phylons and portopods. Mm -hmm. And uh, to know the difference between a millipede and a centipede, it kind of comes down to millipedes have two pairs of legs on their segments, um, and they're herbivores. They're just feeding on like dead leaves uh, and kind of plant detritus, things like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas centipedes have one pair of legs, and they're predators, so they have actually a modified pair of legs at the front of your body that are modified into these modified into these fangs that have venom glands in them. And so, you know, uh, if you're in like um, the desert Southwest in, in the U.S., then you get some pretty big centipedes that could mm -hmm. give you a good bite. But uh, for most people um, throughout the rest of the country, then their centipedes aren't really going to harm you or anything. And even the yeah. ones that can inflict a bad bite, like some areas of the tropics and other deserts, um, when you uncover one, they're most likely to kind of run away from you. Yeah. This and be like, run at me and try to get me or anything. They never rear up and show their fangs or anything. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're, they're very uh, skittish um, from people. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with, with most things, if you just kind of give them their space and respect them, then they don't mm -hmm. want anything to do with you, really. Yeah, definitely. So um, moving on to sort of a one of my very favorite questions to ask um, everybody on the show is, who is your uh, maybe two of the most inspirational people? Maybe, maybe it's in the world of science, maybe it's not. Um, maybe it's somebody that you actually know. And maybe it's somebody that uh, you've never met before. Like some people say, you know, Steve Irwin or Jane Goodall, or the, you know, the people that maybe they don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try not to idolize people too much because yeah. you know, we all have our own flaws and everything, but yeah. I take a lot of inspiration from my friends and how kind they are. Um, the mm -hmm. big one would be Morgan Jackson, uh, and he earned his PhD up at the University of Guelph in Canada, I believe. And okay. when I was first getting started on Twitter and kind of meeting other biology and entomology people, um, he was one of the first ones that I met, and he's just been a really good friend and mentor since then. And man, at this point, I think that was like getting on 10 years ago or something. Um, mm -hmm. But he, he's a great guy and he does a lot of really great stuff. Um, and I guess my second one would be Corey Moreau. She's a, okay. an ant scientist and she was previously at the Field Museum and now she's at Cornell University. Mm -hmm. And she just does a lot of great stuff. She's really great at just mentoring and um, kind of lifting people up and uh, I've met her a couple of times, and she's just been nothing but kind to me. So I I look up to both of them very much. They're just great. Yeah, there, there's a lot cool. of there's a lot of really great people that you can meet in science, and I've yeah. been lucky to know a handful of those. 
Certainly. Yeah. So, um, so I guess apart from bugs, which a lot of the times people, people tend to bring their bugs back into this, but, um, I would like to hear your, uh, maybe a few of your hobbies that you enjoy. And I, like I said, sometimes they're completely different from their bugs. And then a lot of the times people tend to rope their bugs back into their hobbies. So, um, yeah. What are your hobbies that you enjoy? Yeah, it's kind of hard to get away from bugs at time. Yeah. Um, a big hobby of mine is hiking. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's definitely hard to avoid bugs at yeah. that point. But it's just nice to be out in nature and be surrounded by, you know, I'm also really into plants. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I weren't an entomologist, I'd be a botanist. Uh, yeah. So I just like, you know, getting out and seeing, oh, what's this tree or what's this weird thing or you know, just seeing like a plant growing out of a crack in the sidewalk. It's like, yeah, take it back, buddy. Yeah. Um, And so I I try to get out and do that when I can. Um, Mm -hmm. With the pandemic, it's been harder to, you know, Mm -hmm. get some further away places than I would like. But I think in my town here, I've been to every uh, park that has a bit of nature that I can get to at this point. Mm -hmm. And so hiking's a big one. Um, I used to do more reading before I got into grad school. So I try to do a little bit of that every so often. And um, video games every once in a while. I like yeah. to say a lot of time that, you know, growing up, I wasn't much of an outside kid, but I did play a lot of Pokemon. And mm-hmm. so I think that really kind of got me on the urge to collect and identify things and classify oh, yeah. them and then, you know, set me off to where now I'm out in the woods a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I get, I I hear that a lot from a lot of people is that they like grew up playing Pokemon and bugs are like the real life Pokemon really. So Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be hard to find an entomologist, a millennial entomologist who hasn't played Pokemon at some point. Yes. Yes, definitely. So uh, Derek, um, I'd like to hear your plans for the future. Um, and I know this, this year is like, a, it's like a, it, it it doesn't really count, <laughs> um, but uh, it has been a good time to like really reevaluate what you want to do. So um, I would like to hear if you have any big plans for the future or if you want to do anything different or if you want to shift focus, really, really what, what are your plans? Yeah. Yeah. This year is certainly thrown that into whack. Um, I graduated yeah. back in May, so I'm currently looking for a job. Um, and, you know, I, I think I would like to, get back into a little more of like um, teaching or science communication. I used to have a little more time to do some just talking with the public and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking with them about uh, bugs and science as a whole. And that was always really fulfilling. So I'd like to do some more of that um, and really just land in a job to where I can sort of um, apply some of the stuff that I've learned and, uh, you know, teach people about it really. And hopefully I'll, I'll still be able to do some millipede research and bring millipedes into it somehow. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to remain pretty open and flexible. And, you know, if an interesting opportunity comes up, just grab that and uh, run with it. And so um, I'm, it's it's interesting just because, you know, for the past five years or so, I've known, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the mm-hmm. next couple of years. And now that I'm at the point where it's like, wow, I can just kind of do anything. So, yeah. you know, my cup overflows with, oh, I could do this or I could do this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's exciting and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I definitely like to keep on, you know, whatever job I end up in to um, keep a facet of teaching in there because mm-hmm. I always really enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Derek, I think if, if you're if you're good with this, I think we can start wrapping up. Um, I always like to ask, where can we learn more about the work you're doing, um, and where can the viewers and I go to 
uh, follow you along. So social media, if you have a website, you mm -hmm. can mention that too, um, all of that. Okay, yeah. Um, if you want to follow what I'm working on and what I'm doing, um, I keep a Twitter account, and that's just at Derek Hennen. So okay. It's just my name. Um, and I recently started, well, I guess it was about two years ago now, uh, another uh, account focused just on millipedes, and that's called Dear Millipede. And so that's also on Twitter. Okay. And, you know, that's just uh, if I find some millipede photo I took a while ago, and it's kind of interesting, yeah. you know, tweet that out and talk about it and try to tweet out any articles I see that are describing new millipedes and centipedes and, you know, just trying to cool. build up some grassroots support for myriapods as a whole and show people that they're interesting and lovable. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, guys. So definitely go check out what Derek is working on and um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Derek. This was a really great time. Um, yeah, I'm sure me. a whole lot about millipedes um, and all the cool things that you do. Um, so thank you again for being on the show and um, yeah. Yeah, me. Thanks, Brady. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and you learned something about the fascinating creatures that are millipedes. It was crazy to learn about how um, some of them make interesting pheromones or some of them even secrete an acid out of their um, bodies to defend themselves. And I'm sure you learned something about millipedes because they are just fascinating. And uh, if you guys want to learn more about millipedes, go and follow Derek on Twitter and his little millipede project that he's got going on on Twitter also, where he shares little things about millipedes every so often. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something about millipedes. And I look forward to the next episode where I'm sure there will be another interview for you guys to listen to. If you enjoyed this episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, then go ahead and check us out on our website, www.littledudesinsectacademy.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we are littledudesinsectacademy.com. Just search it up, it'll show up. Also, if you really enjoyed this episode, definitely uh, go down, scroll down, and leave a review of the podcast if you really enjoyed it. And consider sharing it with one of your family and friends. And with that, that is it for this episode. Keep on bugging. <laughs>